Welcome, people, back to the Veg Joint Podcast. Uh, here we are. My brother's uh, already on my ass, you know, with the bullshit. Uh, we have a special guest with here, um, the homie G. Um, uh, it's been a great day so far. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a great pod, guys. Um, again, uh, G, thanks for uh, joining the pod with us. Um, people, welcome her. Um, here she is. You can see her. You can hear her. Um, welcome, G, to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. Uh, I appreciate the invite. Happy to be here. All right. I got my brothers, uh, Keith, here with me. Josh here with me already on the bullshit, you know. Um, but uh, we're going to focus on G today. Josh, you kick rocks. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's going on? What's going on? Um, where do we start? Honestly, you want to just tell us about yourself? Tell us, uh, well, I mean, how you made it to the top of the ranks? Not at the top, man. You, you yeah, height, height. I mean, you're pretty high up from where I'm standing. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> you know, like a, looking in, I can see that. You know, it's like the Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal Kombat lighter. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you about to fight Shao Kahn pretty soon, man. Yeah, I like that reference. I'm pretty trash at Mortal Kombat, actually. But straight. Um, all right. What do people want to know? Let's see. So, what made you? Uh, what, where, what made you, you, uh, you join the Air Force? Where you from? Where you from? Or why are you doing the Air Force? Yeah. Or what made you want to join? Oh, you want me to start the beginning? Beginning. Yeah. Yeah, like Lion King. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bet. <laughs> So, um, been in, what, 13 and a half years? June will be 14 years from the DMV, D.C., PG County area, you know? East Coast, where we actually know how to work things, you know what I'm saying? I hear you. I see you. <laughs> Continue. Only for you. Um, shit, I graduated from high school when I was 17, uh, hung out for a year. Year later, decided I would join the Air Force, and I'm not gonna say and give you like no bullshit for why I joined. I ain't joined to go to school and no bullshit like that. It was um, when I graduated from high school, I actually had a four point You know, people who think motherfuckers join the military because we dumb. It's not the case. I can read and count. Um, <laughs> I just really didn't know. have any interest in, in going to college. For real, for I didn't want to. Like I played in high school. Like that was born. I didn't want to go to school. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I also didn't want to work at like Taco Bell or McDonald's. No offense, anyone. Um, while I figured out what I wanted to do. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go join the military, get paid every 1st and 15th and have fun, not be a hobo for the next four years and figure out what I want to do in life. And as y'all know, four years go by fast as shit. Um, I did not have a plan. I had about six months out, started getting emails. I was like, oh shit, I got a plan. Um, I extended for a year, found out I made staff. Like within that time, and I was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm along for the ride." Time for four more years, and here we are, almost fourteen years later. Master Sergeant, chilling. That is impressive. Thank you. <laughs> gotta get it. Gotta get it back. Like you're one of the, you know, the the people I like to talk about. Like you know, when I talk about the people I know that's in the military, like, oh my gosh, you know, she's been in X amount of time, made master. I'm like. 
yo, this is, I don't know, I just find it impressive. That's just me. Cause you know, you see a lot of people try to make staff, try to make, I, 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 I never made staff, um, you know, try to make tech, you know, like there's a whole nuance of being in the military and you know, life hitting you. And it's real easy to get off track or fuck up, you know, or fuck up real bad and, you know, find yourself out of the military. So, um, glad to see you, uh, set an example and, you know, being, uh, a stand up airman. Um, I'm pretty sure you three know just as well as I do. A lot of that was pure luck. Hey, it was like the Hunger Games, man. You're, you're the only one left. <laughs> hey, man. I'm the, only, I'm the only one that got caught. All right. I'm good now. But y'all know getting here, um, it was nothing but luck. Hey, some of us had to uh, had to take an L, you know, so, you know, we could, you know, see you see you go on. I appreciate it. I learned from uh, from a lot of other people. The do's and don'ts. So uh, I, you guys gave me something to learn from. <laughs> uh, we can do a whole other episode of learning show. Huh? <laughs> yeah, be here all night. All right. Um, I don't know. Did somebody else want? Did you want to pick up Josh? You want to continue? What, what, what's going on? No. He ain't even, he ain't even paying attention. So. Can you hear me? <laughs> Have you, have you, uh, as far as I'll say, you know, being, you know, your, your career field, um, how has it been, you know, being in the career field this, this long, even though I know you, you took a step out, which we'll talk about later, but how has it been for you in the career field this long? Man, I've been having fun in security forces. I don't have like the stories that anyone else has like, Oh, it sucks. Like I did my time on the gates, you know, but I made the best of it. I used to meet people. Like, yeah, what a party at? Like I mingled, like, you know, I did a lot of networking at the gate, made the best of it. Um, on flight line days, I was chilling. Um, but you know, I had a little, had a little work ethic and I kind of worked my way up. So I didn't do like that fly shit for very long. You know that. Yeah. Um, so I got to move around. I was afforded a lot of different opportunities within a career field as far as going TDYs, going to schools, meeting people, and just networking, man. I've been having fun. Sometimes the schedule sucks. You know, you get some of them 12-hour shifts, but sometimes you end up fucking skating, working four and three eights, which I did for a little bit. That's nice. Yeah. It's kind of nice. So so what's what's been the what's been the easiest part and what's been the hard part? About what? Security forces specifically? Yeah. yeah. The easiest part is I work around like a lot of people that don't have fucking sense. So it like makes you look like brilliant and you get a lot of opportunities. The most difficult part is you work around a lot of people who don't have a lot of sense and they piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dual edged sword. <laughs> yeah. Right about that. What's been your what's what's been your favorite part so far? Seeing uh, a lot of different countries. Like I have like um, a really good appreciation for different cultures and traditions, and I like being stationed overseas, being able to take time off, um, enjoy my downtime, and just visit a lot of places. So traveling and experiencing different cultures definitely has been like my favorite part of just being in the Air Force in general. And what um. What uh, bases have you uh, been to so far? Uh, well, I had the lovely pleasure of serving with you gentlemen at Tyndall, good old Panama City, Florida. 
I left there, went to Intralake Air Base in Turkey, and from there went to Naval Air Station Sigonella in Sicily, Italy. And now I am just outside of Atlanta. You sure it's Atlanta? Because I heard a song about she's talking about where where Atlanta is. I said I am just outside of Atlanta because according to that song, I don't live in Atlanta, I'm working in Atlanta. I don't even know like if I ever been to Atlanta. Hey, Keith, she do you know the song I'm talking about? Oh, I know what you're talking about. She went in. Okay, because um, Josh, I think would really uh, appreciate that because you know he's nah, very, I've never heard the song. He well, you know how you feel about Cleveland and where Cleveland, or the people are from Cleveland who aren't from Cleveland. Yeah. You would appreciate the song. Yeah. That's I. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll okay, see if I can, I can. I can send it to you. Um, which out of all the bases you've been to, um, yeah, motherfuckers uh, be like Cleveland, and he living in fucking Atlanta. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, for the bases you've been to, um, which one did you enjoy the best? I mean, well, or, or, or before I get to that, what was your um, ideas, expectations? Um, prior to going overseas. I'm assuming you've been, you spend most of your time on the East Coast. Um, what was your expectation versus reality once you got over there? Man, I don't know. I don't really know if I had any expectation. Like, you know, I'm, believe it or not, pretty humble when it comes to like learning and different experiences. So I kind of just went overseas with an open mind. I didn't really know what to expect going to Turkey. Uh, mm-hmm. Turkey, what they, they put on the table at Thanksgiving, you know? So I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't be judging these people. I didn't really have any preconceived ideas of what to yeah. expect when I got there. Um, but I, it, they definitely live different. They live different. Um, sometimes I would go to the mall out there and people was just loving me just because I was black. Sometimes you go out like to the middle of nowhere place. They ain't never met a black person before. Never met an American before. And I'm like, people handing me their babies just to take pictures with them. Y'all know I'm silly. I was like, you know, posing <laughs> with babies and shit. And just walking around with babies. Like, I got like 20, 30 people. Like, people are like pushing their kids to come take pictures with me because they didn't know if they were ever going to see a black person again. I had to go. I'm just like, <laughs> bro, I think I was like famous in Turkey. <laughs> you didn't get your album and put all the baby pictures together? Man, they was calling me DJ Griggy out there, right? Y'all, I, don't, I ain't no DJ. <laughs> DJ Griggy, okay, I like that, man. I like G. I'm just, I'm just G. But no, nah, it was cool. It was definitely like I, I didn't really have any expectations, but it was cool eating good. Like there's super nice people in Turkey. Most people like overseas. It's a different level of humility. Like a lot of people talk about southern hospitality in the states, and it's like that, but like on a even more hospitable level, like overseas. Not like them rude East Coast people and up north folks and shit. Right. And uh, what about? Wait, wait, wait. Um, <laughs> you just got on to that? <laughs> am, I, am I really a rude person? <laughs> no, I try not to be. I try. I try not. To be. I try. <laughs> he just going along with the conversation. Yeah, you, right, hold up. He's talking about shit too. <laughs> <laughs> That was all directed at you, Josh. Every bit of it, man. But. <laughs> all right, so talk to me about Italy. What, what was that like? It was dope. I'd be hopping on flights and shit, like $100 round trip. I was going to places, like, when I was, that's where I was when I was working four and three. And every other week, our fourth day was our training day. So some weeks it was three and four. It got to the point I was just like, damn, I'm off for the next four days. Like, it's Monday. I'm off. Like, what the fuck am I doing? I just get on Skyscanner. Flights, lowest to high. Like, Poland? What's in Poland? I don't know. But it's 98 bucks, so I'm going. Oh, <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> I, I was just doing shit. Can't um, not really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cola was was exceptional. Yeah, you sure he's in the military? Good. I no. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I'm not convinced at all. Like I said, them horror stories and shit people got. Man, I ain't have them. I had a ball when I was in Italy. I went yeah, to Italy. in the two years I was there. I went to like twenty countries. Mm. So you was on a peacekeeping mission. How do you wind up here? Was that how, yeah? How did you wind up here? Did you like re re sign up to stay there, or was that just a two year tour? Uh, yeah, it was a two year tour. Like I was stationed at, at the okay. Navy base. It's like a little little Air Force unit there. We didn't trust the Navy to do our aircraft security, so we did it ourselves. Okay. Why you didn't trust them? All right. I don't know. Yeah, people who made more money than me made that decision. Honestly, I think they just wanted a reason for us to like be there, make a lot of money, go to the Like They wanted somewhere to visit. Mm. We, we were all the money. There. It was a lot of money. Damn. Sounds like he was really having some fun. So um, you said Poland. Um, where else you go? Where else in the in the island um, in Europe? Do you remember? No, for the people, I went, <laughs> I went you, uh, to, Well, I asked, uh, so, you know, just in case any young people are listening, you know, that are thinking about joining the military, and like, I want to, where am I, where am I going to go? That's interesting, you know, like. Uh, um, all right, so I, I, like, I went to Belgium because I wanted Belgian waffles. Some of this shit, like, it really wasn't even no rhyme or reason to it. Like, I went to, <laughs> went, to the, went to France. Let me go get some crepes. They ain't, they ain't really have no good French fries in France, though. Sound like he was like um, living like a rapper, man. I was gonna go to something like it, man. <laughs> I, was, I was out there, out there for food. Yeah, so I went up to Naples. You know, I was in Italy. Had to go get some pizza, real pizza. I went to uh, Vatican. I accidentally like broke in a church and saw the Pope on a New Year's Eve. Oh shit! <laughs> uh, sermon. Shout out to the Pope. <laughs> hey, shout out, man! I didn't know what was going on. I ain't gonna laugh. I walked out mid sermon. I didn't know what was going on. Um, I didn't realize till I got in. Everyone else had tickets, and I was like, "Yo, what am I even doing in here?" And they like started carrying the Pope down the aisle, and I was like, "Yo, shit, that is the Pope. The Pope what am man. I doing here?" Out here making history and shit, man. So, that's no yeah, security forces, though. Always somewhere they're not supposed to be. Exactly. <laughs> I just I, I sat down in the church because I was tired of walking around Rome and I wanted to rest my feet. Next thing I know, the choir started singing and they bringing a man down in a box. I'm like, yo, what's that? Oh, they just switched a little. <laughs> yeah. Yo. yo, that shit sounds like something out of a comedy. Hey, yeah. it was because y'all. I'm not Catholic, right? So I just I'm going in behind all these people who were Catholic. They dipping their hand in the holy water. I didn't know it was holy water. I just saw everyone else like dipping their hand in something. I'm like, <laughs> everybody else doing stuff with the water. And I was like, damn, I got too just much. Just like an American, man. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, man. Listen, oh, I had man. some dope ass experiences out there, all right? Okay, okay. I can't tell you about everything, but I had some fun. I mean, you can. You know, we're trying to build this whole. You can. Uh, just monetize it. And make uh, sure, uh, you know, time additional content, you know, where we talk about the, you know, Josh like to, Josh like to talk about the grown and sexy stuff. You know what I'm saying? I don't really, really get into it like that, but you know, <laughs> we, we've, uh, we've recalled some of the very wild, uh, well, he's recalled some of the very wild um, interactions he's had um, in South Korea, you know, X, Y, Z and whatnot. So, you know, you're always welcome to, you know, hop on the pod, you know, so if you ever want to, you know, tell the people, the young people what it's like if you go to Europe and, 
want to get your girl in a sexy on, hey, you know, I can't tell them. I can tell them what it's like to do it in PC. You know, that, that's it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're internationally traveled, so, you know, you, uh, I'm sure you got a whole lot of content you can put out there, help us put out there. Stupid, man. Yeah, I'll come back for, uh, for the grown and sexy convo, but another, another pop. All right. Um, well, um, what's, what's next? What's next, guys? What else we want to ask you? So, you know, you, you went to Italy and then <clears throat> you ended up doing all the traveling. Now you're in Georgia and Georgia is where you're doing what currently? I am recruiting the next generation of airmen and guardians. That's right. We got a space force too. Oh, oh okay. I was oh. about to say, what the hell is a guardian? Okay. Space wow. force is real. Oh, sure is. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Well, tell, tell, tell us, yeah. Tell us a little something about the, the space force. Like what, you know what I'm saying? Like what the pamphlet say? I haven't been into a recruiter. Pick up one. <laughs> well, you know, that. it's probably a good thing. They probably call the folks on you. So I'm sure you, you, it's Bolo's up for you. Don't let him in your office. Nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good, good. I'm yeah, you, good. you good wherever you at? You don't got to check in? I'm good wherever I'm at. Hey, hey, they let me, they just let me in. They let me hey, in. bro, check in when you on my base, all right? Hey, I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm still, I'm still at, I'm, I might as well still be stationed at fucking Tendo. <laughs> And never left. Never, never <laughs> left. Hey man, you like it? I love it. As long as you're having fun. Hey, that's where I work. So, so let, fun, man. so I can. So let me ask you this: Is it is it more stressful than being a a, a UDM? In some ways, yes. All right, hold on. Let me get back to the whole stressors of recruiting. Gosh, okay. I didn't. Uh, so Space Force, honestly, y'all know Madge comms. I don't know like how much your, your listeners know about major commands within the Air Force, but Space Command was already a part of the Air Force. So more or less, right. they took the career fields that really go into Space Command and kind of just made it the Space Force. Um, there are a handful of enlisted career fields that like are in the Space Force. Space Force wasn't really made to be like only like self-sufficient, like they're not going to have their own firefighters, they're not going to have their own security forces, they're not going to have their own admin and medical, like they're still going to, like at least in the near future, rely on the Air Force for that. Um, but they do like have their own space missions. It does not involve dressing up like no damn astronauts. They are not in space. They're on the ground <laughs> with the rest of us. Just want to go ahead and clear that rumor out. They're not fucking uh, damn uh, stormtroopers and shit. They're sitting behind a desk so, controlling satellites and shit so that are in space. What's so that? Not, so I can't join a space. <laughs> I can't join a space force and be an astronaut. No, you I cannot. Just like you Buzz cannot Buzz go <laughs> or Buzz Lightyear for that matter. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Just like you cannot go walk into some NASA building and say, "Hey, I'm here to apply to be an astronaut." You're not walking to my office and say, I want to go to space. Like, what the fuck are your credentials? I'm not sending you to space. You got a fucking 12 on the ASVAB. You're not going to space. Fuck. Okay, sorry. In- <laughs> that's why you're here. That's, that's why you're here. Dispelling all the bullshit. She said it's 12. Wow. You'd be surprised. 
All right. Um, but to answer your question, okay, like some days it is more stressful. Um, cause I mean, it's no secret. Yes. We have numbers, quotas, if you will, we call them goals. We do have goals. Um, yeah. it's not like what people think for the most part, you're not walking into some air force office and we're just pushing you through for the sake of hitting a number. We don't have to do that. We don't get in trouble if we don't hit our number. I didn't miss that motherfucker more than once and I'm still here. <laughs> There's no like negative connotation. Like it's like, okay, you fucked up this month. We'll do better next month. And if you can continuously fuck up, you get training for it. They didn't come out and bring you out like flight chiefs, senior trainers, and they figure out where you're going wrong. So yes, we do have a, a quota. I like to go ahead and just throw that out there, but it's not like the stigma that a lot of people think. And that's Air Force. Now I can tell you what the other branches do. <laughs> Um, I work in a little strip like I'm cool with with recruiters from all other branches like you might see some shit from them but uh, we don't we don't have a reason to do that okay can you talk about can you maybe talk about I was gonna ask what's the fastest you've had somebody come through the door and you send them out the door just curious Air Force process is slow man that's another reason why we're like we don't just be stressing and hit that number because it's damn near like impossible. We can't get somebody out the door in like three weeks like like the army can. So sometimes we get people like yo, my mama finna put me out. I need to be gone tomorrow. Oh shit, I can't help you. Hold Probably on. like the soonest. What? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, that was my. That'd be my response to the person. Hey, you gotta hold on, bro. That's wild. Uh, I thought honestly, nah, I thought the process was. What'd you say, Josh? You mute yourself, bro. Yeah, I cut out there. No, I was saying I, I thought the process was a lot faster, um, like getting into the military. When I first came into recruiting, we were telling people the average timeline from like you sitting at my desk, like being fully qualified to being out the door, on average was about four to six months for the Air Force. And we definitely had the longest timeline. But I think like the fastest I put people like in and out the door maybe like two, three months. But if that happens, it's because they're filling a, another job. Like the Air Force, we recruit backwards, right? You got career field managers. Y'all got X amount of people getting out, separating, whatever, retiring. Like this is the steady flow of people we need to continue, you know, to sustain our mission. Um, so they, the career fields need these people by this date. So that means they have to go to tech school by this date. That means they need to go to basic training by this date. So when someone gets matched with a job, like, hey, you're joining the Air Force, you're going to be security forces, you're leaving for basic training on this date. Everything else is already planned out from there. So the only time we really send people to basic training, like on some quick shit, is like, oh, I'm supposed to go to basic training. I got COVID. I can't go. Well, their class spots don't go away. Somebody still needs to be in that damn seat come tech school. That means somebody got to go to basic training. So then we call them people like, yo, ready to go tomorrow? This job you qualify for is like going tomorrow or going next week. And that's typically like the only time we get people out the door, like fast, fast, if they're just like some shit happened to someone else and they ready and willing to go like ASAP for real. Okay. And uh, you mentioned you've seen some people get pushed through faster. What are some of the other tactics you've seen with other branches? If you, if you don't mind, you know, elaborating a little bit. Mm, They just have like the army, like they're, they're a bigger branch. They have a bigger mission. They have, room to put in more people they have more class seats it's just always about availability for them because they have more class seats they're the bigger branch they get more processing spots at MEPS MEPS might be processing like I'm just saying a number like 80 people in a day the army is going to get about 45 50 of those slots Hmm. the navy going to get maybe 15 and you know marines and air force like y'all ain't got that many people anyway y'all going to get eight spots 
Yeah. So sometimes we can borrow spots from them, like if they're not using all of theirs. But I might, like when I first started, I would put in a processing request, like, hey, I want to send this person to MEPS, they can do their processing. And then they coming back, like, I, there's not even a spot for me to send them for another three weeks. Motherfuckers in the army, they just walked in, said, hey, they on the way out the door, basic training in three weeks. <laughs> you know, I'm still like trying to damn get them an appointment. That's wild. <clears throat> it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy hearing you. It's crazy hearing you talk about it because I remember like I remember the reports we used to have to do and now hearing you talk about it is just making everything just make more sense now. If, if that's making any sense. Because I saw the Thank numbers. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing because then I was seeing a, a big picture but now when she's talking about it it's just crazy how it's all just making a whole lot more sense now. And, you know, I, let's say I walk into your office, you know, fresh off the street, um, you know, at my mom's house, like, you know, what are what are the requirements in 2022 versus, you know, 2008 or have they changed exponentially? Is it like, you know, as long as you haven't fucked up, like you're pretty much good to go. Like what what are you seeing now versus 08 or 09 when you might have came in? Um, that question is like. So when people come off, I'm like, what are the requirements? I'm like, yo, how about this? I ate you questions. And then I show you whether or not you qualify. Because there are a lot of requirements. I'm not going to sit here and say like, okay, like you got height and weight requirements. People are like, okay, well, what are requirements? I don't know. How tall are you? Like, it's based on your height. Like, it's just so much subject. Like, instead of me telling you like, hey, these are like 800 law violations that can disqualify you. I'm just going to ask you, what law violations have you ever had? Then I'm going to tell you. Like, yes and no, as far as whether or not they're disqualified. So when people come in my office, I ask them questions first. And a lot of people, I'm going to be honest with you, probably like 70% of the people I, I talk to, I ask these questions to. We done for even make it anywhere. Wow. Um, yeah, height and weight. And I'm not like, if somebody five, 10 pounds overweight, like, listen, all right, bro, you know, get down. But we, we didn't have some people come in there. Like, they damn sure shop in the big and tall section. Like, listen, this, this you're going to have to do a lot of they work. They big and tall? <laughs> <laughs> that far they had to go to no, big and tall but they're not tall <laughs> no Damn. but I've had some people like I got a dude I'm working with now he lost like 70 pounds in order to join so wow. we get so people lose weight what's like the lowest um, what's the lowest NASVAB uh, uh, score you've seen <laughs> like, like the actual test not practice test um, it was a six or eight. I think mean, he scored an eight on the practice test and a six on the real test, or the other way around. But single digits. Yeah, I just like look that could be. Hey, it, look, it, it could be test anxiety. You know what I'm saying? It could be a number of different things. You know? Yeah. Uh, no. 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 So the overall score. Like, you look at your ads, I don't know if you ever seen, like, the breakdown of your scores. It's all these different categories and shit. People like, like, oh, I score bad because I'm not good at mechanics or I'm not good at, you know, electrical work. But that's not even what contributes to your overall score. The overall score only encompasses four of the sections on the ads that is math and reading. Mm. Math knowledge, arithmetic reasoning, word knowledge, and paragraph comprehension is all that goes into that overall number. So, like, when I took the ASVAB, I scored, like, an 86 back in the day because I'm good at math and I can read. But 
My electrical score also said, don't put this vision in a wire. She don't need to touch none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we would have been on fire had you given me one. That's basically what my electrical score said. But then I meet some people who score like a 40 on a test, but they killed it in electrical or they killed it in mechanical sections. So they'll qualify for other jobs. But nah, for Buddy to get a, a, a six, he can't, he can't count or he can't read. And that ain't that much damn anxiety in the world. You can't read a paragraph and tell me what it's about. So, no. What's, the, what's the lowest score that you need to join the Air Force? Like, what's the minimum? What's the minimum you can get on ASVAB? And like, according our, to the AFI, or according to the AFI, uh, you need let's a go with that first. one. <laughs> okay. You you need a thirty-one is your overall score. That's for all the branches. Some branches have waivers, like they can waive it if you get less than a thirty-one. Last I talked to the Navy, they was letting in people to twenty-six. If you was willing to do whatever job they can get you. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, man. For me, my production <laughs> superintendent tell us, like, <laughs> my production superintendent, we have a policy in my squadron that we can't send you to MEPS with less than a 50. Unless, unless you score at least a 47 in the mechanical section and you go with working on planes. All right. But, so I'm not joining the military in 2022 <laughs> if I come to Greg's office. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, say oh yeah. Okay. Hey, Army maybe. <laughs> Army, maybe. <laughs> I joined it a good I time. I walk a lot. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, like forty-two. <laughs> I, I you... walk a lot of people down to the other branches, yo. For real, for real. Like we, we actually do have a good working relationship. <laughs> you all do like, hey way. yo, hey yo, big dog. I think this Whoa. one for you, yo. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much, hey yo! I just put him on a practice test. He scored a thirty-three, and uh, y'all know I y'all can help him out better than I can. That's how I word it. You know, it sounds nicer in front of the applicant. Right. Wow. Yeah, <clears throat> a thirty-one won't really get you in. Though. Don't come to my office with a thirty-one. What if that's where you start though? Like the first, day, like your first time you take the test, you get a thirty-one. But like you know, your score go up after that. I think a lot of people actually get like test anxiety when it's time to take it again. Like I know bullshit. I'm working with a dude right now. He scored like a 48 the first time he took it and he didn't qualify if we wanted to. So he waited 30 days and took it again and scored like a 42. I was like, okay, it's going the wrong way. Then you got to wait six months where you can take it a third time. Yo. Then he came back with like a 35 and now he want to take it again. I said, now nah, listen here, my guy, this ain't been going good with these retests. I, I just, I think you should take this 35 and go holler at the army. So does it, go off, does it go off your most recent test or does it go off your, your highest one ever? Your most recent. It don't matter. He can't go back and use his 48. You got it's the most recent score that counts. Mm. But I mean, as, okay. as much as, as much as I want to laugh at somebody getting a six, like I feel like I've encountered some people in the actual military, in the air force. I'm like, yo, you shouldn't be nowhere near like people. You know, so it's like, <laughs> you know, I, I I wonder sometimes if like, you know, not not to say, you know, the, the testing setup is wrong, but it's like, is there a possibility that, you know, they could have possibly turned away some the actual kind of people they want, right? Because they didn't test good versus, you know, letting through the shitheads. Because like, you know, when I was, I remember like, for example, being on x-ray, right? There's like a whole flight of people on x-ray, right? All those people qualify, but, you know, a good chunk of them were getting out. We're doing a lot of different dumb shit. So I wonder if, you know, um, if uh, if that could be a thing. I don't know. 
I definitely believe that, that it is a thing. Like I've worked with people who just could not get the score, just couldn't get it. Like they in the twenties and they wanted nothing more than to join the air force. And I've also put in like some people like with nineties and they're the most socially awkward people you have ever met in your life. Like, I don't know if you're going to be a great asset to this team, but there's, <laughs> but their scores say that they can join. So right. yeah, I definitely think that's the thing. So with, with low scores, like what jobs, what jobs would you give someone like with low scores? Would it be like services? Well, I'm talking about the super, super low scores. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, yo, we not, <laughs> let's not do that as services. All right. We had a shirt come through, you know, and you know, Set us straight, you know, when it comes to the services career field. You know what I'm saying? So we're not going, you know. I'm not going, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to tell you that it depends on how you do in the aptitude areas. I know we got the mechanical, admin, general, and electrical. So if you score like a 35 on a test, and I've had someone like legit score like a, she scored a 35, but she scored a 70 in electrical. So she still qualified for avionics jobs. So she can't fucking count or read and tell you what this paragraph was about. But according to this test, she can make sure like the radars and shit work on these aircraft. All right. That's kind of a subjective question. I like the way you describe that. I, I like that. I mean, this is easy to understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, man, like I feel like what you're describing so far is like very like personally, like very like office the office ish where it's like every day you like have this different characters coming in and like you being, you know, the Michael of, you know, the office, just having to deal with all these different kind of characters. I wish I could like just watch that on, you know, YouTube, you know, like little 15 minute episode every day. I'd watch you, G. You, you would like really see me telling, like walking past the door. Okay. It was great meeting you. Have a great day. <laughs> Soon the door closed. Stop. Stop. God damn. This motherfucker stupid. Hey, Dumbass motherfucker coming here, guy. Shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you would say. That's that's pretty much it. We get a lot of people, honestly, like test scores aside, we get a lot of people who uh like already have these ideas about what they want to do. Like, okay, I want to be cyber. I'm gonna tell you right now, 2022, everybody who walk in my door, pretty much, the vast 80 to 90 percent of them want to be in medical or they want to be in cyber. And I'm like, well, we need aircraft mechanics. And I'm like, oh, well, I don't want to work on planes. Well, we're the Air Force. We're not the fucking medical force or the cyber force. <laughs> <laughs> like, for hey. real, you got to think about, like, <laughs> like for us, supply and demand, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, well, cyber is the way of the world. Like, if, if we gave everyone their number one or number two job pick, shit, medical and cyber would be about 800% man. <laughs> Wouldn't be no planes in the sky. Wouldn't nobody put out no fires. Ain't nobody hey. gonna be working in finance. Don't nobody even want to do finance. They wouldn't do medical and cyber. And I'm like... Hey, they all be healthy yeah. as shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. And, and in a hella Motrin. <laughs> exactly. Motrin fall and your, your computer's gonna work. Hey, email ain't never gonna go down. Oh, but uh, but then planes ain't gonna fly either. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the sense of entitlement. And then when you explain it to people, you get some people like, okay, I get it. And some people like, well, if I can't do cyber, then I'm not going to join. I'm like, well, it was a pleasure meeting you. Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't make up positions that aren't available. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, that's that's. It, it might be the commercials, man. You know, the commercials will get you. You know, they real, they real spiffy. <laughs> we used to complain about about that. Me and my office partners always be like, "Yo, why the fuck they showing all these 
surgeons and shit on these commercials. That's not the fuck we need. Show somebody with a wrench working on a plane. Like what the fuck? Like, so it. That's why I be cussing so much. People always come in my office and tell me what they're going to do. And it's always like, well, my uncle who was in the army in 1937 told me to tell you that you can't tell me I can't join because of this. I'm like, what? We're here because you're looking for the best of the best of the best, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I want Gee, this is hilarious, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for this, G. I appreciate this, man. Man, listen, I'm kind of just go off on a rant. Y'all just about to, to sit here and hear all of this, right? You get the entitled piece. You do, like, <laughs> veterans are like a great asset, right? As far as recruiting, because they kind of plant the seeds and they be having young people think like, yo, this is great. Like I seen what this did for my cousin and my uncle and I want to join. But they're also like our biggest hindrance too. Another one of them dual edged swords. They're like, yeah, don't let them make you security forces. They're like, yo, it's the biggest career field in the Air Force. <laughs> Everyone can't not do security forces. <laughs> and it'd be motherfuckers that is security forces telling people don't do security forces, then complain that we ain't got no banning. You telling everybody not to fucking do it? What sense does that make? Right. Damn. Like, now, now I, what I will say is that it requires a certain type of person to be security forces, right? I think I know, sometimes definitely. people might get into the career feeling by the, by the time they get to their first base and realize that, yo, they're standing on the gate shit for the first two and a half years. They can't even make it through the first six months. You know what I mean? Um, and then on the flip side, I feel like, um, and, and Reddit has really kind of solidified it for me, is that there are some people in the military who, because they've had, you know, I'm not going to say an easy job, but like a less demanding job where like, you know, you, you've been in the office your entire career, they see it as always oh, just, you know, sunshines and crayon, sunshine and crayons all the time. You know, so I think there's definitely some some nuance sometimes. And I think you're right. Veterans can can make or break that. Because I think there's also that, you know, that vet bro culture where it's like, you know, I was a badass and I was doing this in Fallujah and all these other places. If you ain't do all this crazy shit, you know, then your career don't count. So sometimes you have these young kids trying to, you know, come in to be, you know, Mr. Call of Duty and all that shit. So there's a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of um, information out there that can you know, I'm seeing how, you know, you can have these characters in your seats in front of you. Got some characters. We get the ones like, I legit had some lady coming in and was like, where do I sign my son up? Because he got to go. Like, <laughs> that's not exactly how this works. Like, this isn't the fucking draft. Like, what? what? I mean, did he meet oh, the requirements though? He was, how old was it? I don't know. He was like, like young twenties. Nah, he was probably about twenty one, twenty two, and his mama just wanted to wait one of him like in her house. So she was like trying to just come sign his name up on the clipboard, and like I guess we were supposed to show up to his door and kidnap him and send him the basics. Like so, fuck the test, fuck the qualifications, fuck maps. We were just supposed to go a uh, hog time and send his ass to Lackland. Hey, I, I think um, I, I think in the future, man, they need to switch up these commercials and just show how long it actually takes to join the military. In in the commercials where just like paperwork and you know people sending emails and shit. <laughs> nah, yo, you gotta want to do this shit. It takes dedication. Sometimes people come to me and then like they might have a medical condition. I'm like, bro, you gotta go get medical documents to prove that this is no longer a factor. And if it's some shit like your mama or daddy come try to sign you up, you're not gonna do that. You're not gonna take the test seriously. You're not gonna do the paperwork. It's like you legit have to want to do it. You can't go sign somebody up to do this shit. It's a life changing decision. Right. Do you do you think um, there should be um, 
a way for new recruits to kind of like get a a fair understanding of what the Air Force actually is based off the maybe the career fields that you're looking at, right? Because there's a lot of information. There's Reddit, there's YouTube, there's all these different things. There's a lot of YouTubers um, who are veterans who kind of give their talk and give their, you know, time. Now, I know there's even some security forces cats out there. Um, do you think that if you're, if there are content available, right? So let's say I'm coming in to be a, a mechanic on the F-22, right? And I don't know nothing about it, but I qualify for it, right? Um, but if there's content, I can go out and see where it's like, okay, what, what are my days going to be like? What is the actual job requirement without getting into, um, you know, top secret information? You know what I'm saying? Because like, when I got to security forces, I was like, this is not what the fuck I was expecting, but I'm already here, you know? <laughs> I mean, now we have some shit. <laughs> yeah, you watch that fucking video in your recruiter's office. There, and I show uh, that video. Yo, there was on ATVs in the jungle. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting to do, but you know, here we are. With that thirty-two, you thought we was gonna put you on an ATV and send you to the jungle? <laughs> hey, it was a forty-four. All right. <laughs> put more, put more respect on my forty-four, man. All right, my bad, man. What, what Jay Z said? Exception to policy. Hey, look. Hey, we are now. You on the show? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm on your show. Let me put some respect on your 44. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, Hold on. Hey, man. I tell everybody to go to airforce.com. That's my recruiter answer. Also, when I give people a job list, they didn't print it out like they come with fucking two, three paragraphs about the job description and what the shit entails. But of course, you know, being security forces at Minot, being security forces at Tyndall, being security forces at McDill is not going to look the same and you can't capture all that shit in a paragraph. Mm. So, I mean, sometimes you just got to kind of shit, take that shot. Main thing that I like to tell, like a lot of my young people, right? When they come in and I want to work on computers. I'm like, bro, everybody want to do something at 18, 19 years old. First of all, you probably don't really know what you want to do. Like experience life. People go to college and change their major three, four times. You know what I'm saying? Cause they're still trying to figure shit out. I was like, like, don't paint yourself in a corner because of something that you think you want to do. You're going to get paid every first and 15. You said you want money to go to school. You're going to get that. Now, whether or not you take advantage of it and actually go to school or you go party on the beach every weekend, you know, that's on you. I just don't be like, keep in mind what you join for, like, and get what you can out of it. If you join for four years, you're like, yo, I hate this shit. It's the worst thing ever. So get your fucking benefits and go, bro. Make sure you go to the clinic and, you know, tell them your knee hurt and you're raiding up. Um, yeah, yeah, Get the benefits you came from. Whatever you came for, just do it. Now, do you keep in contact um, or have you kept in contact with any recruits since you've been a recruiter? Just, you know, pumping up. I'm I'm 32 years old. I'm putting 18, 19 years old. What the fuck we friends for? (laughs) I can't go to the bar with me. No, look, I I ain't say say (laughs) to be friends. I ain't say to, you know, hit you on a FaceTime, but, you know, um, I still remember my recruiter, you know, Sergeant Daney. I think it's yeah, Sergeant Daney. Um, I know, I think I went back to see him once. Um, and like that recruiter's assistance thing. Um any standouts that you've had, like yo, you're gonna be um, you know, the next chief master sergeant, you know, some shit like that. I feel like I have sent a couple of those. I have okay. sent a couple. Um, I sent some and I'm like, I'll 
probably see you back here in a year asking me to put you in again. And I'm not going to. Um, but I've seen some that's like, yo, they finna kill it. Sometimes people hit me up. They want to come back and do rap or career assistance program. Um, but some people text me after basic training or after tech school. You know, thank you for everything. Thanks for helping me. But for the most part, once they're gone, they're gone. Okay. And do you think security forces has allowed you to be a good judge of character when it's like, yo, stay away from my military. I don't want you near it. Yes and no. I mean, we don't really, we don't really like tell people like, Hey, I just, you seem like you fucking suck. That's basically what that is. Like we got to give people a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe some people like legit need the discipline, legit need the structure. Maybe they need to get the fuck away from home and experience life when they are. So I, I've never like really met someone. I was just like, don't get the fuck away from me. I've put in people who I genuinely don't like. Like, I hope I never meet them motherfuckers again. Like, I might be on site. Like, catch me outside the office, bro. Catch me in real Atlanta. And what's up? Might be on site. But, I mean, it is what it is. I can't let my, my personal feelings, like, get in the way of, like, them prospering. This might be the best shit for them. All right. Okay. Um, I know I asked, you know, a couple questions that wasn't really on our, you know, predetermined list. You know, she just said a couple things. I was like, man, I want to hear a little bit more. So, you know, we got a list. Y'all got a list. <laughs> the list. <laughs> I ain't get no damn predetermined list. I ain't agree to shit. <laughs> <laughs> just a guy. That's all it is. Just, yeah, just to help us keep everything moving along. Yeah. You know how we make the magic, man. That's all. <laughs> all right. Bet. Y'all got some good questions? Y'all want to know the good uh, stuff? Yeah, man. Let it fly. What's some good? Some good is we got to bear witness to a lot of nasty shit. Um, something I came across this week, I had to read medical documents about someone that had a 10 centimeter rash in their butt crack. That's what the medical professionals wrote on the paperwork. Um, that person went to... G14 classified that person went to MEPS and during their examination this rash was identified so like you knew you had that rash in your ass bro you just gonna walk around with it you just gonna walk around with that with rash just scratching or what so, so is that why they make us make you you know what I'm saying make the dudes bend over and cough to, to see if they got rashes in their ass man that motherfucker literally said on the paperwork active yeast infection in some fancy doctor word for ass. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Active yeast infection in ass. And jock itch was also written on the paperwork. God damn. Wash um, your ass, man. So we, wash your ass, man. For real. People, like, when we tell them, I tell all my people, when you go to MEPS, you're going to be examined from head to toe and everything in between. They're like, okay. Then they come back with some shit. Like, I had some dude get disqualified because he had dry skin on his feet. What the fuck? Is, sometimes they just be disqualifying people for some silly shit. Like, yo, y'all disqualify my man because he ashy? Like, That's not silly. <laughs> like, you know, it could be a medical condition. He ain't no damn medical condition. He's gonna put on some lotion. Go back. He was a lizard man. <laughs> That's like, for real, like, MEPS disqualifications. Like, you, you see some shit. Sometimes it be bullshit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? They told one of my, my people they had freckles on their stomach, and they said that could be a sign of a neurological condition. 
<laughs> or they could have just been and they like I just had freckles my entire life. Their mom is like, though they're freckles, they've always been there. Nah. They, my applicant had to go see a, a brain surgeon or something <laughs> to prove that they didn't have a neurological condition oh, they had freckles. And then you got people down there with yeast growing in their ass to get disqualified. Um, well, well, question, because if you... Is, isn't it like the way, like, um, what you call it? Um, your disability works is that um, if... Um, you know, you bring something when you're getting out and if it's, you know, military or it, ha- or if it happened while you're in the military, you can mm-hmm. get paid for it. So it is by that be a way for people, uh, the, the DOD or whatever to try to circumvent, you know, paying more out, you know, just maybe avoiding people with, you know, the internal and external, mm-hmm. you know, issues. Yeah, you gotta make sure people in good health. Like, you don't want nobody to go to basic training with, like, some open wound and they get gangrene and pass the shit on, like, open wounds, rashes, stuff like that. But, yeah, when it's time to get out and they're comparing, like, your health when you first come in to when you come out, that's another way for them to cover their ass. It's it's a, a couple of reasons for it. And it makes sense, but some of it's just, like, kind of silly. Like, my guy with the ashy feet. I just let my man put on some lotion and keep it moving. Um, Damn. That's too but bad, not, like You can't lie about it no more. Like, you know, people used to go down there, you know, recruiters be like, don't say blah, blah, blah. Now they're pulling medical records anyway. Like, they got some new system and they can see pretty much everything. Oh, I guess wow. they say the DOD was wasting like 50 million a year on sending people to basic training just for them, like an underlying issue like that they already knew about to be uncovered. Um, yeah, everybody was lying about ADD, ADHD, all that shit. People like uh, children is medicated now. Antidepressants, anxiety medications. You can't be on that shit and join. Damn. And so a lot of people lie about it because you got to go get all these medical records, therapy records and shit like that to prove you ain't got it no more. Damn, definitely. Different Air Force. Yeah. Um, see, I asked somebody before. You, This dude was not circumcised. Okay, that's not an issue for the Department Nick, of Defense. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but when he went down there for MEPS, part of the examination, you got to be able to pull the foreskin back so your penis can be examined. But his shit was stuck closed. Like, I guess he ain't never pulled the skin back and washed it. Burn that, just throw that shit away, man. <laughs> so he had to go see a dick doctor, and basically they gave him some cream and told him to soak that shit a day. And then boom, it was fixed. Like his whole life, he didn't know he was supposed to be able to wow. retract the skin. That's what his paper said. His paperwork said it could not retract foreskin. His whole life? You used to see urologist. <laughs> oh, man. My dog, your whole life? The whole life. You, I guess his parents. Hey, listen, teach your, Look, teach, you know what? Hey, teach your kids. Teach your hey, kids you know how to wash their ass. Oh, man. The Air Force really is changing. The military does really change lives, man. People learning that you're supposed to wash your dick and your yeah, ass. Man. They ain't know that before. <laughs> hey, but probably like, hey, it's, I ain't going to tell y'all too much about medical shit, but the most unusual shit we had, do my office partner put in, he said that he had had surgery before. All right, cool. What was the surgery for? Dude said he had to have a foreign object removed from his body. And this is at the time when they still had to bring us the medical paperwork. So we going through the shit, reading everything we got to. These poor medical professionals had to remove a screwdriver 
from. Well, y'all know where they had to take it from. He's a man. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the greatest debates we've been having was which end do you think he put inside? You think he held the hand? Hey, yo, you niggas in the Air Force? I was just about to ask that shit. I was just about to ask that shit. What do you think, Josh? What do you think? Did he hold the handle and put the sharp part in? Or did he? No, I'm going to say it was the cutter. (laughs) (laughs) These are the people that's trying to judge the military, y'all. These are the people. <laughs> wow. And Keith, which side do you think he put in? Uh, I think he put in. <laughs> I think he put in the handle side. That's what I think he put in. Let me ask you a question. What was his has as that score? That one high enough for him to test to be a linguist. The screwdriver dude oh, was in man. the eighties. All right. The 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 penis skin guy scored a ninety nine. Jeez. Damn. <laughs> wow! He know he was supposed to wash his dick, but he could fucking tell you whatever you needed to know about that test. I guess. <laughs> Get into the mission first. <laughs> yeah, that man. That's one of the worst. I was like, I don't want to read that shit. I want to read about no screwdriver being removed from your ass. What the fuck you put it in there for? Damn, you couldn't choose nothing better than a screwdriver. Then I got to see you after that and be professional with you <laughs> man listen <laughs> yeah they ain't paying you enough for this shit g that's wild that's wild man. yeah that's i would I, I think i would like i think i agree with you marcel i would like to i would like to see like a 15 minute segment you know saying of a show or some <laughs> shit like that hey yo netflix hit us up we got actors too <laughs> yeah for real because like what do you say when you hang up the phone with maps they like Hey, yo, your person just got disqualified because they had a rash in their ass. <laughs> Thanks? I, like, what do you even... Then you got to call this person and it's like, why didn't you tell me you had a rash in your ass so we could handle this stuff? Or like, it, what do you say to this shit? I just be in my office sometimes. What the fuck? <laughs> the fuck? Have you ever thought to like put together like a, like not an Air Force plant, but pamphlet but like your own special pamphlet like based off of the shit you've seen like yo like a FAQ type thing like if you've ever had any of these issues dick issues butt issues you know insertion <laughs> exertion anything related to this like you need to let me know prior I mean I feel like we don't need to back in the day when up until a couple months ago there was 164 medical pre-screen questions some of the questions like you can't them questions encompassed everything but I mean, based on what you just no said. Ah, uh, okay. They say no to everything. They got to answer all the questions. So, I mean, now sometimes I'll add, I'll just throw it out there like, hey, man, if you're not circumcised, you'll be able to pull your foreskin back. And I'll just like say that shit in like random <laughs> casual conversation. <laughs> you can casually say that. <laughs> whoa, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> man, listen. That we is... got to have uncomfortable conversations. Sounds very uncomfortable. In my line of work. So, so after being a recruiter, are you going to look forward to going back to the career field? I'm going the fuck back. You hear what I'm saying? Okay. All right. Uh, First thing, smoking. So give me my guns. Give me my beret. I'm a proud fucking defender. I will defend this nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Let me out of this motherfucker. You're here because you're looking for the best of the best of the best, <laughs> sir. Uh, so what do you what do you see when you, okay, so when you get back to the career field, um, obviously at this at this stage with your new rank and everything, time is pretty much 
against your side when it comes to um, day-to-day flight operations? What would you, what would you like to do um, next once that time comes? If that time comes, I, I might add. Um, you know, I like mentoring. I do. I'm hoping I get like maybe a little flight chief time. Um, impact the the people, the airmen and shit. Mentorship is like that's like one of my favorite parts. That was my favorite part about being an NCO in security forces. Ain't fun like dealing with the paperwork when they get you in trouble and shit, of course. But I like to watch the transformation from a goofy ass airman to like squared away goofy ass BTD winner type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I like it, so I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. I can just like be in a position where I, I am able to actually provide mentorship and I just be stuck sitting behind a desk because 14 years ago when I was in my recruiter's office, I told him I did not want to be behind a desk. And right. that's how I came to be security forces anyway. I don't want to be behind a desk. Ain't good for my mind. Y'all know I'm too busy for that shit. I'm trying to be up, interact with people. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> I think you make it great. I think you make a great flight chief. I mean, if you end up falling back in that position. Well, thank you. I wish you'd be my, my, my flight chief, man. That'd be amazing. I don't know if I like working for you because, you know, that's a whole different thing. You know, I'd be late and all this other shit. So <laughs> I don't know about all that. But, you know, on the face of it, sounds great. <laughs> well, I think I'm a pretty dope ass person to work for. And I think someone here can attest to that. Yeah. Or maybe Agreed. I suck. I don't it's know. It's dope. I learned Agreed. a lot. Mm. If I'm so organized now because of her, so that's why I be trying to like hurry up and do everything, get everything a certain mm. way, and everything. It's because of her. So y'all got her to blame for that structure. Okay. What are the what are the pros and cons? Well, I mean, you've stated. I don't even know if I need to ask that because you said a lot of pros and cons. I mean, throughout this conversation so far, but maybe for you, maybe you haven't stated them yet. Um, but you know, what what are those for you? Pros and cons of being a recruiter. Um, pro. Honestly, it's like the flexibility with my schedule. Like I can pretty much do like what I want. If I need to go get an oil change in the middle of the day, oh well. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got to take off of work for that. I put on my uniform and call it marketing. I'm on canvas and I leave a business card. Boom. I was I was working. You know, I'm talking to people, recruiting mechanics at pet boys and shit. Um, but now I do like the flexibility in my schedule. Like today, I didn't go into the office till like twelve, one o'clock. But I mean, I stayed later. I do my own thing. Um, cons. Mm, I think I've had a lot of cons. No more cons. <laughs> yeah, mean, let let them fly if you want to. <laughs> we don't hold back here. What's the what's, what's the um as far as what's been the biggest? I guess recruit that's that's been like the biggest pain, and what made it the biggest pain with that one recruit. Mm, or, usually, good, or, or a funny recruit the main ones who I'm like I can't wait till you get the fuck out the door mm-hmm. are the ones who don't answer the fucking phone It'd be like like yo you like a month away from leaving for basic training and I'm trying to get a hold of you for three days like oh my bad I ain't have service I bet you answer them little girls texting your phone though <laughs> but I mean sometimes you gotta make them wait too mm-hmm. it's literally what the fuck so fuck me I gotta wait I'm trying to send your ass to basic training um and like the fucking daredevils, man. I got one dude who used to put on a fucking suit and get on his motorcycle and ride around 285. I just ride on the highway to clear his mind. I'm like, don't, don't do that. Just sit the fucking house. I mean, that's okay. It's, 
I mean, as long you, you, I mean, when you say daredevil, though, I mean, what, what are we talking in a in a suit? In a suit, I don't know who he want to put on a suit, but it's like when you get ready, like as recruiters, like our job depends on other people, right? So if someone doesn't go to basic training when they're supposed to, we get like negative shit for that. We get like cancellations, in week cancellations, ship day cans. You don't want a ship day can. You can't ain't shit worse you can do than get a ship day can in recruiting. You ain't shit fucking worse than a shit they can because that means that one of your people is supposed to go to basic training. Now they can't. And I told y'all like how the system works. Like somebody's expected to be in that seat now, like flight arrangements, maps, like somebody in this fucking country going to take that seat. And it's just like a lot of work they got to get done to it. So they're like, yo, if your applicant is out there gardening and they get poison ivy and now they can't go to basic training, it's your fault for not giving them a safety briefing about not gardening and getting poison ivy. Okay. So like people like I don't even want my people like a week before they go to basic training don't do shit in your house don't give a fuck whatever going away parties you have and do that shit like two weeks early I don't give a shit don't go nowhere we okay. got motherfuckers like oh yeah I went caving last week what the fuck is caving and why were you doing it it sounds incorrect when you're getting ready to go for to go to basic training you roll your ankle I can't send you to basic so hey, to me minute. riding around two eighty five that made perfect sense. I mean, there's there's protocols like that. Um, on a serious note, you know, what I'm saying there's there's protocols like that in uh, major sports. You know, what I'm saying like if you get hurt doing some, you know, what I'm saying some shit like that. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying you get fined and lose money and shit like that. So uh, it should be the same for the military. I agree with it. Yeah, I guess I just never thought about it from the standpoint of the recruit that, like, you know riding your bike like you normally do might not be the best thing you know closer to your you know leave date or whatever the case is or even shit even playing basketball you know like hey you know just chill out on the court till you join the air force and play all the fucking ball you want <coughs> yeah don't lift us so motorcycle riding i'm calling that daredevil shit i don't don't walk around your blocks in the house shit and if you you can you circle the block don't eat no sit down <laughs> Don't just sit out, at, sit out at attention. <laughs> exactly. Practice that shit. You know, because like, and they make the shit, it's always the recruiter's fault, right? They're like, well, I, I my office partner, he has some dude, you know, we all got like that ghetto phone charger. You got fucking turn to the side of angle and shit, right? Mm. His dude, the Saturday before he left for basic training, he fucking caught on fire. Like the shit shorted <laughs> in the bed with him. He's engulfed in flames. And they're like, well, why didn't you charge his phone in the bed? What the fuck? <laughs> Not gonna play the more fire um, edit because I think that's a little insensitive. But you know what? That is very you know insensitive. What, you, know what's ironic? you know what's ironic about all this? What? He was trying to he, he was trying to join the military, so he didn't have to have problems like that. <laughs> and look, I'm not trying to laugh at it. Do so I don't know. Like, what was the extent of the injuries? Were they like? Excessive. Oh, his, he was burned. He was burned. I mean, he went to basic training, but like six months later. Oh, okay. So he still made it through. From his burns. Okay, yo, so shout out to that dude, man. I don't know. We nicknamed him Phone Charger, though. <laughs> we ain't shit. <laughs> Y'all ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it be shit. Like, I guess, like, so Keith, you asked earlier, like, is recruiting more stressful than, like, being a yeah. UDM? I don't. Like the UDM mission, like you can't fuck that up. And there's yeah. so many reports, so much paperwork, you're dealing with classified information. So yeah. in that sense, like that's way more stressful. But yeah. then 
as a recruiter, if I got a dude go get a ticket for running a stop sign a week before he go to basic, he's probably not going to basic. Because you can't go to basic with an open law violation. If you got to go to court, you can't say you didn't go because you was in basic training. Like, I have to concern myself with every fucking thing that my debt members do. Because it negatively impacts me later on. You know what I'm saying? It's like my... Uh, to me, that's the biggest con of recruiting. My career mm-hmm. is more or less in the hands of some fucking 17, 18 year old kids and their decision making. So I can only imagine. Go great you know, together. <laughs> I, I can only imagine, you know, those deployers when they're getting ready to leave and they got those, those two or three days, you're like, hey, don't do nothing. I can only imagine with civilians how much you have no control over it. Were you working with me when somebody got arrested for like beating a girlfriend or some shit like the weekend before they were supposed to go? When I, I think so, out? yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it's one of the first ones we did, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Is, wow, I can only imagine what a civilian, because they don't tell them what they'll do. And like to me, like I mean, that's more them. stressful. Like as a UDM, because it's like, you know how much shit goes into like getting people like spun up. You got to go to metal. You got to go to dental. You got to get the firing. They might've already been a pre-deployment training. Like that takes like a month to catch someone up. I had, yeah. I took a shit day can before someone went down to medical and he had warts on his hand. I didn't even know warts was a fucking thing or an important thing until I came into recruiting. Motherfuckers getting disqualified left and right from, from warts. And I was like, what the fuck are warts? But anyways, it was a ship day and my dude did not go to basic training. I couldn't live it down for, like a good week i told you ship day cans are fucking terrible you know but i'm like how the fuck is this my fault i didn't know this dude had fucking warts on his hand the fuck is that like <coughs> now i look crazy i'm over here explaining why i got a ship day can because he got warts the fuck he out playing with frogs i don't know how the fuck the fuck that gotta do with me <laughs> now when um <laughs> My you when so when you have people who um end up in career fields that um that they don't want to be in is this a part is could this be a partial contribution to that when it comes to you know falling into each career field because you hear it all the time like hey this is not a job i wanted i got shoved into something else like are these some of the reasons as to why you might have people just end up hey i'm going this way but they end up somewhere totally different Running people full of shit. I tell everybody come in my office, you you write down, you gotta give me a list of ten jobs and you have to do be willing to do any one of the ten. Okay. I cannot give you a job that is not on your list of ten. I can't match you to that shit. Okay. So if it's on your list of ten, you might only really be wanting to do like one through five. And you're like, well shit, I guess I gotta take number ten. And those be the motherfuckers talking about some that I got thrown into this. No, okay. you put it on your fucking list. Did I tell you you had to p- give me at least ten? Yes, I did. Wait, yeah, and I told you had to. I tell, but I tell everybody that like on day one. You know, most Air Force recruiters like we telling people that day one. I'm gonna ask you to list ten jobs. So you come in my office, you're like, I want to do cyber security. I'm like, that's not even an AFC, an AFSE. So like, here you go. You can look, and I'm gonna ask you to give me at least a list of ten jobs. And everyone's usually like, okay, cool. And then if they get like number nine or ten, they're like, oh, I didn't really want that. Well, you and everyone else put the fucking four cyber related fields. So. What what about um you know we got you know the PJs and you know special operations? Do you get any of the people want to come in and do all the the, the gung ho stuff? 
We do. We actually have special warfare recruiters, or special operators. They change their name, Battlefield Airmen, whatever the fuck they are. But those people, we have people who uh, <laughs> sound sexy. They're, I think they're special warfare right now. I'm pretty sure they're SW now. Um, but they kind of do their own recruiting. We help them. Mm-hmm. Like if, if someone comes into my office and they're like, yo, I want to, I get quite a few people actually like, I want to be pararescue. Mm-hmm. I want to be tag P. Believe it or not, I had a dude walk in my office one day and was like, I want to be bomb squad. I was like, you want to be EOD? He's like, yep. You want to go dismantle bombs? Yep. Okay. Right. All right. So I put him in, do the whole process. He took the personality test though. Funny shit. And he didn't qualify for it. Mm-hmm. Like he qualified for it based on his ASVAB, based on his physical, but the personality test, he qualified for everything. Uh, PJ, tag P, Sear, but didn't qualify for the EOD. And I'm just like, I feel like this is a hindrance. If someone walks into your office and tells you they want to dismantle bombs, this personality test should be the reason that you tell them no. Let them do it. He took it like two, three more times, though. He made it. He good. That's pretty good. Dismantling bombs. What is what is a personality test? What what is this? This yeah yeah that shit couldn't have been around back when you joined and you wouldn't even be in this motherfucker right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, it's called the TAPAS, T-A-P-A-S, and I'm not going to hold you. I don't know what the fuck it stands for. It stands for something. Um, okay. But it's just like weird-ass questions. Like, would you rather never volunteer again or never donate to charity? It's like, what? Like, what the fuck is... Neither of these make sense. Like, it asks weird-ass questions like that. Like, would okay. you rather kick a kick a bunny or pour the water out your fishbowl. It's like, well, that's kind of fucked up either way. <laughs> now, is this because it requires oh, okay. a TS clearance and, you know, the super secret squirrel stuff is involved? No, they don't have anything to do with that. The TAPAS is actually necessary for like four out of the six special warfare jobs necessary for security forces, surgical services, pharmacy, and I think one more career field. Okay. Now, or is it then? Is it more of like a mental health screening, or, or what is the actual purpose of it? It is literally to like assess people's personality types. I guess some people need to be like hugging bunnies like type and shit a instead or of jumping out of B. planes. Okay, shit like that. All right. Yeah, I got a chance to meet um, a bunch of EOD guys at Tinder when we were still there. Great guys. Um, you know, talk about a. Um, told me about a trip they took to um, Columbia. Um, there was up to some wild shit, man. Like them TDYs, like motherfuckers be really getting into some shit, man. Um, they would tell me about some shit they did with some strippers um, when they was down there with some diplomats or some shit. I was like, I didn't know you could do shit like that in the Air Force, man, and talk about it openly in your office. But hey, you know, it's <laughs> it's a different Air Force, you know, depending on what office you walk into. Um, that's pretty cool. What's up, Keith? Silence. You have some questions up there? No, no, I'm good right now. <clears throat> I'm just, I'm good. I'm just chilling right now. What, what's, your, think, uh, what's, your huh? what's your What's your NFL team? The commanders. Um, uh, hold on. Yes, that's them. The, the, the commies. <laughs> hey. How do you feel I'm about that name change? Um. I mean, I don't like the name Commanders. I understand why they changed it. Like, you can't just be going around, like, insulting people, like, using a racial slur as a mascot. That's pretty fucked up. 
I mean, if they were the Washington Negroes, we'd be up in the, you know, and we'd be outraged about it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I respect the name change. I, I would have preferred something other than Commanders. And maybe the grow woman. Uh-huh. Right. Tommy's for short. Shut up. No, no. Well, we just got a new quarterback. So I see that. I see that. Yeah. How do you how do you feel about that? Good. Oh, man, I'm happy, man. I mean, the last good quarterback we had was Peyton Manning. Right. And then before him was John Elway. It's been what four years? Five years? Uh, six years since we six yeah. years since we even been in the playoffs. Last time we was in the Super Bowl, that was the last time we was in the playoffs. Oh man! So oh, what, fifteen? Yeah, fifteen. And we gave we gave up two players. We gave up two players, a second round pick, a third round pick. I think a fifth and a sixth round pick. Wait, who did y'all get? Russell Wilson. Oh shit! Yeah, I did see that because he turned us down. Ain't even fucking finished reading our email. <laughs> <laughs> he said why he saw Washington cut in the subject line of the delete. Yeah. Yeah. Got that shit. Said, Fuck us. And he read the fucking email to the end. I'm sure. I think him and Sierra are gonna have a blast in Denver. Yeah, I hope so. Fuck we, I don't even know who just picked up. I forgot. It was that like like unintriguing. But y'all were decent last year because uh, <clears throat> Tyler uh, Taylor Haneke, I like him. He I picked him up in my fantasy, and he uh, he decent. But Chase Young, he got hurt, and I think that kind of like just hurt the defense. You didn't win in fantasy with Taylor Haneke as your quarterback. So. No, he's my backup. He's my backup. Because I'm actually like a two-time defending fantasy champ in my squadron. Okay. You too? Yeah, out here. Yeah, I'm a fucking winner. Okay. Fun Who's fact. Who's your quarterback? Oh, I've had a fucking awful, awful string of quarterbacks. I had like five of them. I rotated like injuries and shit. I don't even know who I finished with. But Taylor Heineke actually went to one of the high schools that I recruit for. Oh. And he graduated from uh, Collins Hill High School. It's one of the high schools that I'm supposed to you know, go to and recruit and stuff. So when you go to these schools to do the recruiting, do you like pull up like in a van and got like a table and all that stuff? Yeah, sometimes we go, you know, do a little lunchroom visit. Sometimes we're going to classroom and talk to them. Like we kind of do it depending on the school. You know, we kind of do whatever they let us do. Some of the schools like the JRTC instructors, like we go like do PT with a class and shit. We can just go to a gym class and play basketball. Sometimes we go to like, career days and shit like that be out there do y'all ever get um do you ever get any any hate for you know trying to recruit kids out of high school shit like that um i ask because um it's a common you know different social medias like operate differently twitter instagram youtube facebook um but twitter is a very common place for people to kind of i don't know they feel like they have to write a shit on recruiters um or just military in general where it's like they talk about you know um that they go to impoverished neighborhoods and, you know, recruit, uh, you know, um, black and brown kids for the military. But it's like, here I am, you know, it was a positive thing for me. You know, they would come through, you know, the, uh, I think it was a Marine Corps dude. Like he was staying on my ass, but I was like, when I was, you know, Fox news back in, Oh, 
six, I was like, there's no way I'm joining the Marine Corps. You know, so is that any is that a thing that you've seen um, or come across? I haven't, not not personally. Um, okay. The schools either tell us like yay or nay as far as whether or not we can come in there and like how much we can do, but we don't get like no hate about that shit. Um, like I'll go, we'll have a lot of times college and career fairs, so we're next to college recruiters. There's like trade school recruiters out there. Uh, I think that like one of the biggest things, especially that I see in this area is they promote, just do something. One of my, my guidance counselors I work with, uh, Berkmar, it's actually the school that one of the Migos went to. Okay. I have a crew where celebrities went to school guys. Just throwing that out there, but it's not, Hey, it's not Atlanta. According to that song, it is not Atlanta. <laughs> not Atlanta. Um, but she tell all her seniors, like either employment, education, enlistment, one of them three E's. I don't give a shit what you do. One of them three E's and employment, not fucking Marshall's. You know what I'm saying? Like, be doing something like further your education, have a dope ass job or go join the military. And I feel like that's what I get from a lot of my schools and the parents. Like if they're not interested, they just walk past. Like I'm not showing up to your fucking doorstep. Right. Now and for people, no now for people who do come from, you know, less affluent um, neighborhoods and, you know, do have it a little bit rougher. Do you think, you know, the military is a good route? Because there's a lot of information out there of, you know, the military is suiciders, warders, you know, hazing, all these different things, right? But everybody's experience is different and unique. Um, but personally, uh, it's, 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 it's a feeling of mine, but I want to I want to know your opinion. Um, coming from, a, again, less affluent place, is the military a place for you know, black and brown kids or poor white kids, you know, who don't really come from much. I think it's a, definitely a way to like secure a better future. It's not something that, okay, you go into a recruiter's office and people are like, oh, you're signing away your life. Like, no, you're signing away four years. It's no different than someone else signing away four years to go to college. The difference is you're getting paid every first and 15 versus coming out 60, $80,000 in debt for a piece of paper that you're probably not going to fucking use. Um, it's, it's an opportunity. It's an option. I never go to, like up to anyone like, oh, you should join the military because like there's no other way to be successful. Go to college. Sometimes it's for people. You talk to some people, it's not for them. Parents trying to force their kids to go to school. Um, I have like a, I have a couple of affluent schools that I recruit for, like the student parking lot, like there's new Jeeps, Mustangs, Audis out there. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm out there driving my little government Ford Focus. Like mm, they know I don't belong in this motherfucker. But I actually recruit school. I recruit students from schools like that and in those neighborhoods and they're like, they don't want to rely on their parents. They want to make right. their own way. And some dude told me his parents, like his family gave him $3,000. Like, oh, good, good job on joining the Air Force. Here's $3,000. He used to show up in my office in like Dolce & Gabbana shoes and shit. Like he didn't have to do that. Like he wanted to but right, like, find right. his own way and he didn't want to go to school. It was really like up to the individual. It's a dope ass opportunity. Like if you live in impoverished and you can't afford to go to school and you work in dating jobs. It's like, why not just uh, get a leg up, get your foot in the door and put yourself in a better situation. And what the fuck else you doing? Running around the hood for four years. Right. May as well be getting something out the deal. They just get paid for fucking running around. Right. And you know, the common thought I've been, uh, I have is that like, if you can, and this is not shit on anybody in, you know, you know, fast food, but it's like, if you can work at Panera for four years, like, you know what I'm saying? And if you meet the requirements, like if, you know what I'm saying? It's like people would rather to sometimes like MLM is a big thing, right? Um, there's a lot of things that people would be willing to spend years on and it's like, there's no like actual return on it. Um, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, you give, you, yeah. 
dedicate four years to the military. You know what I'm saying? There, and you know, you don't get, you don't fuck up. Like there's actual tangible benefits that you can get and that that can help elevate you. And I think sometimes that's like lost on um a lot of people. Cause for me personally, like buying a house was like always the thing I wanted to do, but I knew that, hey, I don't come from a rich family and I know that if I want to do it, you know what I'm saying? I have to have some type of, you know, a nigga need help from somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, well, the monetary aspect is like, well, I don't know where that shit gonna come from, but like, I will fuck with these niggas for a couple of years. They say like, yo, we ready for where to buy a house come holler at us, right? Six six years after I got out of the military, when I holler at them niggas, they say, all right, all right, man, don't worry about that credit score. We seen that shit. You know what I'm saying? The only shit don't even need, need to be that high. Don't worry about that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I think um, I, th- I think that 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 point is lost on a lot of people. Because you hear about, oh, I want to have generation wealth, generational wealth and, you know, I want to buy a house and all these different things. It's like, but you want to slang internet products for a place that you have no clue where it's coming from. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, there's a you know, we talk about uh, scammer culture and all of that shit. There's a lot of people willing to do a lot of shady shit to make, you know, barely anything versus like, yo, just be disciplined over here for a couple of years. But right. Um, I agree. Like I went and bought my house, no down payment, using my VA loan. Like what? I ain't have to save up no twenty, thirty thousand dollars to buy my house. Like I'm over here living pretty good. Felt great. Um, yeah, I got a whole room for my shoes and shit. Like my wardrobe. Like what? That's some shit. I'm not saying it's something I wouldn't have been able to do without the military, but it certainly fucking helped. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Having the military. I mean, I got friends with like college degrees. I hang out with people with master's degrees, PhDs, and they live in like in a one bedroom apartments. Like, I'm not saying they paycheck to paycheck, but it's like, bro, I joined the military, like I bought a house, like, and I'm fucking good. Like, I'm traveling. I was in DR in November. I don't think I told the government. Don't tell on me. Um, I was in Jamaica in August. Like, I'd be out here, like, living my best fucking life, like, living comfortable. It was just, it was a means, you know, there's other ways to make it, but I'm having fun. So, you hear that, people? We gonna, we gonna get you some recruits over there, whether whether the immediate Atlanta era or the external parts of you know Atlanta that's not really Atlanta. <laughs> hey, she went in on that song. I was driving to work like, damn, I ain't never even been to Atlanta. Then I went to the aquarium. I guess I went in Atlanta. I don't know if I was in Atlanta when I went to the aquarium. According to her song, shit. Cause I'm huh? What's what's the what's the silliest question? Because I know me, me, you didn't heard some some silly questions down there at uh, Mobility. What's the silliest question you've heard so far as a recruiter? I don't know. Somebody asked me last week if we had something against left-handed people. <laughs> <laughs> they discriminate against left-handed people. Yeah, man, you left-handed. Get the fuck out of here, man. Get out of here with that shit. You gonna learn how to use your pen with this hand, boy? Like what the fuck? He said, uh, "But you, we get some people like not being there in military base, right? You get people who they they think like movies and TV. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like that's their only perception. They don't see the all right when I turn in at the end of shift. What the fuck am I doing between that point and the next time I got an arm up? Right. You know, like people think. Yeah, I walked in my office one day, had to meet with somebody. My guy come in." Said, oh man, I like them Yeezys you got on. I, on everything. He was like, How do you know what Yeezys are? I said, huh? He's like, How do you know what these are? I was like, because I have a couple of pairs? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> he was like, 
genuinely confused. Like, but you have Yeezys? I'm like, what do you think I do? I was like, do you think I wear this like 24 seven? Like I'm in my uniform. Like, you think I wear this all the time? He was like, well, yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, no, not gonna no. lie, G. Not not gonna lie to you, man. So before I joined, I thought you you marched and saluted twenty four seven when you in the military. I didn't know you had downtime. Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I remember we got a Tyndall and somebody gave us a pamphlet pamphlet of like shit you can do off base, like jet skiing. I was like, you can do this shit. <laughs> like I was like I was so surprised, man. Like I, like I thought like tech school was like more of like the actual military, like you know, like you. So you always need to be accounted for type shit. Like and you're I de- I gear on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the club in your uh, ABUs back in the day. <laughs> hey, club ABU was popping. All right. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, they call that club OCP now. <laughs> club ABU. Oh, but yeah, we see some shitty shit. Like Buddy was like genuinely like confused and. Like he was like, well, I guess it's because you're not on a base or something that you know what these are. And I was like, no, I know what they are because I own like three pair of them. What I'm an actual like, person. Shoes, bro. Yo, so many people don't know that we're people outside of this. Like people get so like shocked when I tell them they're like, well, what do you do when you're not at work? I was like, I walk my dog. And they're like, you can have a dog. It's them fucking commercials, man. That's what it is. That's what it is, man. <laughs> they think they think y'all Air Force in twenty four seven, man. <laughs> That's that's like for real. Oh shit, y'all know, y'all know what go on between uh turning and guard mount. Shit, I was with y'all asses doing shit. I ain't had no y'all. The reason it took me six years to get my associate's degree should have been further in my education. Hey man, it was all the off base hydrating, man. That's all. <laughs> wow. Nah, for, for I be telling people like if you coming in to get your education, I like on experience. I like I said, I didn't come in for that. I didn't give a fuck. But I said, yo, I work with a lot of people who came in for their education and then four or six years passed them by and didn't get their damn education. Sure. They're like, well, is there time for that? And I'm like, I think like security forces, especially, we always say we ain't had time to go to school. But what did we have time for? Newbies, goddamn uh, Lavila, <laughs> Spans, you know what I'm saying? Like we had time Uglies. for all this shit. Hey, but yep. we ain't had no time to go to school though. You know, you know, I, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I think there's a lot of wasted potential on the flight line. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Between trying to stay awake and trying to watch movies and not fuck up, you know, there could have been a little bit of study time in there, but hey, you live and you learn. Um, wow. Good time, bro. We have fun. Very good time. We, should, we should, we got to do this more often, man. We gonna need like the, I was saying the other day we should get like the whole um tenor, uh uh Bala deployment um for an episode, man. You think you think that's How possible? Thirteen people? Huh? How does it work for thirteen people? What do you mean? You know, we I don't know, we 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 the host, you know what I'm saying? Ask some questions, yeah. let people answer, like just like it was in, in person, man, but it's online. Come on, man, use your imagination, dog. Yeah, you know hard it's gonna be to get air thirteen people in here. At one All right, time. man. We get the first half. We get the first half one episode. Then we get the second half another. Is that better, man? How you gonna choose the half? Because thirteen people. <laughs> Look, man, we, we the most <laughs> figure that shit out, man. Why you gotta make this what shit different? Conversation? <laughs> the conversation. Hey, what the fuck you been up to since the last time we talked, man? How's your life? The same shit we talking about now, man. What career you in? You know what I'm saying? What do you got to share with a podcast? Shit like that, man. Make it fun. Don't be a fucking stick in the mud, Josh. 
Has anyone Yo, even I, heard I, I from like four of those people? I, I feel attacked. Nah, nah, I'm not I'm sure. for sale. Don't worry. I got questions for sale, man. Like, do we even know how to find like half of them motherfuckers? Because I ain't seen none of them on social media. I ain't sending no no postcards. I didn't get no correspondences. Like, where the fuck is half of a lot? Like the team we went with. You have any communication with these people? I mean, we can we can get there. I'm I'm, I'm friends on some social media with most of them. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, it's on Facebook. I don't really use Facebook, but they still alive. I would I say think... maybe one of them. Other than that, I can probably get in contact with everybody else. Really? There we I go. could probably get in contact with like two. See? I guess I should socialize more. We should. We should do this more often. <laughs> Yeah. It's fun. It's fun sometimes. Especially when it's a goof off episode. When we're just on here just talking. Anything else yeah. you'd like to add, G? To the convo? Um No, we've been asking yeah, a lot of questions. Yeah. yeah. Um I'm pretty sure two of y'all asked you motherfuckers was supposed to come over to Atlanta and we were supposed to go party. And I ain't seen y'all ass. So uh, <laughs> not the one that live on the West Coast. The other two. So, well, yeah, so see what had happened was I was right. actually cool. I was, I'm still I, <laughs> Are you hey, with the shits? What about that other, still, the other one? You <laughs> Well me, you know hey, you I'm too busy too, stalking bro. people and you know well, serving people. CIA. Okay, so he always busy. And uh, you know, writing books and stuff, you know, so I've been a little busy. Mm-hmm. Are okay. you don't worry, it, it's coming. It's coming. I I ain't gonna hold my breath because I know better. I know how. Yeah, don't yeah, don't hold I know your breath. How, I go ahead and tell you. I know that. how you, you people can be. I know how you people can be. That's all I'm gonna say. No, 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 no. <laughs> just not. Yeah, just not. You ain't coming, but now, nah. all right. Nah, I want to party with y'all anyway. Anybody else from uh, that we know from Tindall? Um, where where you at, G? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I should, you know, throw names out there. I might get to ask more questions and shit. I ain't gonna throw no names out there, but there's some people. I, I mean, you can. We, you know, we with my editing skills, I can bleep stuff, you know, so we can keep it confidential. Unless it's just gonna cause more questions, then that's just what was the what was the question? If there was anybody that we know that's out in that area. You know, just trying to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when that little live time will go way off my screen, I'll tell you some more. I feel better. <laughs> I don't trust your editing skills, West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't trust Marcel. Yeah. That motherfucker just hey, an episode on hey, look, no look, man, in, in my offense, this is not my forte. This, this, I've been learning this shit on the go from YouTube and, you know, other podcasters and shit. You know, I learned a little bit from Joe Rogan, Joe Budden, Joe Biden. Joe Burr, you know, so, all of them. Hey, I believe that, but I will say I am uh, proud of you for taking the steps to learn. Like, this is something you're passionate about, and you, you know, you took the steps to actually learn, like, how to improve your craft and excel at it. And <sighs> that's just not something I thought I'd see from you. So I'm, <laughs> well, I'm actually pretty proud. I appreciate that. A lot of that comes from my wife. I'm not going to lie to you. She does a lot of the the pushing pause <laughs> um you know she 
I talk to her about a lot of shit. You know, I go back and forth a lot of when it comes to like, can I pull some shit off or is it something that, you know, um, I'm capable of pulling off. Um, but you know, I, you know, she support me, whatever I do, whether it's podcasting or, um, getting into 3d print and shit like that. So, you know, um, it's a two person show, um, you know, having a baby and shit, you know, just kind of like, you know, kind of changes your mindset. you know, I'm a, I'm a big ass teddy bear. I don't like leaving the house. I'm party. I don't do shit no more. Hang out with my kid and, you know, read articles and shit now. So, you know, yeah. Well, I'm even more proud of her for finding a way to deal with you. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, we've been talking about this song for a while. I'm not, what am I doing? Is it, where is it at? You know, it's like she's giving me props and I'm already, I don't know what's going on with this. Why are you holding yeah, the yeah, microphone? No props. Huh? Why are you holding the microphone? Um, Because this is a different mic um, from the one I normally use and the mic stand doesn't work for it. Long story. Mm. That, so this song is the outro? What's that? This song? Can you hear it? No, I said it's the song the outro. Uh, I'm, I was trying to pull it up, but I don't know what's going on with it, man. Um, but anyways, um, is there anything else anybody would like to add before, you know, we take off the, the live um, thing from up top? Well, sorry, Grace, you got a phone number or... Whatever, however people can contact you and in case they need to they trying to join the Air Force or the Space Force. Um, well, my Air Force answer is you can go to www.airforce.com, scroll to the bottom of the page and click on Find My Recruiter. That way you can put in your zip code, your education level and find the recruiter nearest you. Hey, but you in Atlanta or like in what's not Atlanta, according to this song, you know, you hit me up. 770-274-8126. I do not answer the phone. Please send a text. I'm not going to call back. You're a little goofy ass missed call. We get scam calls too. So if you want to call back, okay. please send a text. That, that goes like, if you ever hit up your recruiter, you don't just get mad like you're the Air Force never answer the phone. You don't answer your phone for strange ass numbers either. Send a fucking text. Leave a message. Smoke signal. Some shit don't just think we finna call back that missed number. The fuck? <laughs> Man, you, must be a, you, must, you gotta you gotta be fun being a recruiter man like <laughs> this has been a great episode man like <laughs> i don't think i've had this much fun in an episode man <laughs> i feel like dude, we were like very serious yeah, i was i was a goddamn box. i mean in the beginning you know we get you know we got to get all the professional stuff out of the way because you know we're trying to be professional podcasters or whatnot you know and take over you know joe rogan spot someday you know so <laughs> We're going to interview him on our pod. Yeah, man. Say, say nigga now. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, hey, hey people. This has been another episode of the Vet Joint Podcast. Um, G, thank you for showing up and taking time out of your Air Force Day to um, break it down for us and whatnot. Josh and Keith, thank you again, my brothers, for showing up and, you know, making this another great podcast. Um, this has been the Fed Joint Podcast, people. Please tune in, share it with your friends and family. Um, yeah, here's some Wale. No morning,
got a knife. Man, they really ain't serious. Do you know what type of women I've been dealing with? I used to pop blues from a little chick. I call her boo because.